the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I am your host, Leah Pilconis. How would you define your company culture? One of the biggest mistakes companies make is to let their workplace culture form naturally without first defining what they want it to be. When this happens, a company is at the mercy of the dominant culture group, unintentionally leaving behind employees, clients, and partners who don't fit in. Culture of care is challenging leaders to take a bold and visible step toward ensuring their workplaces are welcoming, safe, and inclusive for an increasingly diverse and talented pool of workers. The companies who commit to a culture of care aren't passively thinking about their company culture. They are actively working to ensure that every employee from the CEO to the laborer has the opportunity to feel valued, respected, and heard. Companies who commit to a culture of care believe that everyone has the right to a work environment that is free from harassment and hazing and bullying. I have several guests with me here today who are going to share how this important program got started, how it's growing, and how it's benefiting contractors in the AGC family, and how more companies can go about getting involved. Thank you all for being here with me today. I'm going to... Thank you. I'm going to ask you each to introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about you, what you do, how you're involved with construction. Pastor Willis, let's start with you. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor Lawrence R. Willis. I am the program manager for the priority hire in construction for the Urban League and also the community liaison for the Urban League. Great. Thank you. Thanks for being here with us. Shannon, can you please go next? Yeah, so I am Shannon Gustine. I am the Director of Operations for Hensel Phelps in the Pacific Northwest. I'm responsible for all of our procurements and operations through all of our projects. Thank you, Shannon. Carrie, how about you? I am Carrie Karst, and I am the president and owner of BX Civil and Construction. We're an AGC contractor out based out of South Dakota. We're a highway construction contractor. Thank you all. Pastor Willis, my first question is for you, and I'd like to invite you just to spend a little bit of time talking to us about what culture of care is, explaining what it's all about and why it was created. All right. Um, first, the culture um, and environment that we all have around us and, and work through is very important to understand. But we have the care part is is really important. And so we have the care part um, and that's spelled out. C is for commitment. A is for attract. R is for retain to retain. And E is uh, to empower. That's what we want to do around the culture of care. And there are four um, pledge commitments that we're asking um, those uh, companies and and even individuals to um, pledge. And one is to hire and pay and to hire and pay base on uh, on the determination of skill and experience to create a inclusive workplace that is free of harassment, bullying and hazing. Uh, number three is I, to identify and remove barriers uh, to add advancements and to empower every employee to promote culture of diversity and inclusion. That's what we want to be able to create this environment. But personally, this um, um, culture of care came out of an incident 
that one of my students called me and that he experienced a noose on his job. Um, he came into work in the morning and his, in his work area, a noose was hanging. And so uh, the individual went to another uh, person that was carpooling uh, with him and it was a young lady. And so the young lady also seen uh, the noose in the work area as well. She was an African-American uh, young lady and was an African-American young man. And so through that, they gave me a phone call and um, was experiencing um, their heart was beating fast. They didn't know what to do. I said, you need to report it to your foreman and the superintendent. They said, OK. So I said, send me a picture of it. So they sent me a picture of it. And then they went to report it to their um, their foreman and the superintendent. The uh, foreman said it should have been another knot in it. She got upset, went to the superintendent to explain what happened. And the superintendent said, it's, uh, my wife got, uh, bought me a purple one for Christmas. And so with that incident happening, um, I, I rushed to the job site uh, to confront the foreman and the superintendent about this uh, incident. When I arrived in the superintendent's office, the noose was sitting on top of his desk. So that was the first thing I saw when I walked into the superintendent's office. I asked him that uh, how long had it been hanging? Um, um, he said, we just found out, but to come to our knowledge, it had been hanging up there. They had been dealing with it for a whole week oh my goodness. Uh, and didn't want to say anything to anybody. But my student felt comfortable enough. And then I was just upset because he was ready to quit and walk off the job. And so when he reported to me, I came talk with the superintendent and the response that I got from the superintendent was so alarming and upsetting. I called Dave DeHunt at the Association of General Contractors and uh, explained to him what was going on. That was a noose on the job. It wasn't getting a good response from the superintendent mm -hmm. or the foreman. And I think we need to take this further and I need your help and your support. Uh, from there, Dave made some phone calls. Um, we met with the, uh, the project uh, uh, manager, the company. We met with the developer of the project and we sat down um, also with the students that it happened to. And, and we started working out um, how this uh, cultural care is, in, you know, kind of taking a form at this time. It's just, it was just tragic. And I'm kind of paraphrasing a lot what, how it really happened. Um, but it, it was uh, just devastating for the individuals that it happened to, to myself. And then also today, because he knew the young man that it happened to personally. And so um, we got together and um, started to uh, form the culture of care. Something has to be done about the culture on construction sites and with the contractors and, and developers on how we can create this culture uh, to change and, and be uh, sensitive of different ethnicities or or whoever's on the job, um, that we're respectful and we respect their their uh, culture. Yeah, such a powerful story. And, and your work in this area has really, truly been incredible. So this originated then with, as you were saying, uh, AGC of, of Washington, yes. so of Washington Chapter Initiative. And now uh, you're here joining me in, in Vegas uh, for AGC's national convention. And you recently spoke uh, on a panel talking about how you're taking this initiative that has been uh, 
very close to your heart and something that has been strongly represented in agency of washington and launching it national yes um, working yes. with agency of america so yeah commend you for your your efforts and involvement and, and thank you for speaking on the podcast about this yeah it was it was it was really exciting to roll it out in the state of washington and the response from contractors um it was just just i mean overwhelming to see the response that they gave and now to see this nationally uh my heart is just is just overwhelmed on how uh incident a tragic incident um gave us an opportunity to really um address a uh, issue that uh, that can change people's lives and the atmosphere right. in which they work. So thank you. Yeah. And to, to speak publicly about something that's hard yeah. to talk about publicly. Yes. Shannon, I want to ask you on a personal level, what does the culture of care program, what is it, what does it mean to you and, and how has it affected your life? So for me, the culture of care program is almost coming at the end of my journey or closer to the end of a journey that I've had with um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'll tell you a little bit about how that started and how that's progressed through my career at Hensel Phelps. Um, I would say our company, our journey started in about 2002. This was the year that the company held its first ever women's leadership seminar. The event was attended by 20 women at the time in management positions within the company. And I was not at that seminar. Um, at the time, I was a superintendent with Hensel Phelps. I was in a management position. I was invited and I should have attended, but I didn't. Um, I didn't because I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to I just wanted to do good work and manage my career, just like all of my peers. And if I'm honest with myself, I didn't go because I was worried about the reaction of my peers and my general superintendent at the time. And if they really thought it was something that I should do. Um, I've come a long way from since then. And so has our company. Um, I uh, now understand the importance of not only doing good work, but also looking out for everyone to make sure that all voices are heard, that people feel empowered to express their opinions and views. In 2018, we actually held that same women's leadership seminar. And at this event, there were over 180 women in management positions at the seminar, um, in addition to our board of directors. I personally worked with a very talented group of women to put on the seminar, ultimately presented multiple times myself, um, it's a big change, you know, coming from not really wanting to go to really being a leader and pushing something forward because it's important to you. And it really illustrates my ultimate understanding of the importance of taking an active role as a leader in the company as it relates to diversity and inclusion. Um, and I don't want to make this sound like it's about gender. Um, that's just where it started for me, because frankly, I'm a female. Um, <laughs> but really, to answer your question, the culture of care is an extension of this journey for me and for all of us. And it's about bringing that common message of inclusion, importance and empowerment to all of our job sites. And through this empowerment and open communication, I really, truly believe that we'll be able to spark innovation and improve our industry as a whole while creating these really great work environments. That's a great story. Thanks so much for sharing it with us. I want to turn to your company, Hensel Phelps, and it was one of the first companies to sign the Culture of Care Pledge. How did that pledge and commitment fit into Hensel Phelps' existing diversity and inclusion commitment? Have you seen growth and change within the company as a result of actually signing the pledge and 
and committing to what the CARE acronym stands for? I think that participating in the culture of care by signing the pledge and using the tools on our job sites provides us with a common platform to quickly set expectations on our projects. In our industry, there's so much movement between our projects with general, different general contractors driving job site culture. And seeing a culture of care poster or hearing about it in a job site orientation immediately sets a recognizable expectation for behavior and inclusion on a project. Um, as more general contractors and owners actively participate, I think that we'll continue to see our environments improve in addition to seeing more consistency. Um, in the past, we've come together to set a standard for safety, and this is just the next step in evolution for our industry in setting a standard for inclusion and respect. Um, as for positive change, diversity, whether it's age, religion, gender, orientation, or race, what makes us different is what sparks innovation and creative problem solving. Um, when we challenge each other's thinkings, it, we develop better solutions for all of our project challenges. And this is certainly a positive change that Hensel Phelps has experienced and seen through our 20-year journey um, through DEI. Thanks so much, Shannon. I really appreciate your perspective on that. And I, I really think you guys are doing amazing things. Carrie, I want to turn to you next. So you're here in Vegas with us as well, and you spoke on the panel this morning. And you've been working with AGC of America to help roll out uh, culture of care nationally. I'd like you to share personally with us why you have gotten involved in this program. The original reason that I got involved in the program was actually because I was appointed to a to basically to be a part of a steering committee that AGC of America was starting. But I think it goes a lot deeper because you can be involved in a lot of other activities at AGC of America. But this is one that really kind of started to pull on my heart. And I can actually... Um, pinpoint back, probably similar to something Shannon uh, was talking about, is that I started out in the construction industry during my college years, and I worked on construction projects as a way to pay for my college education from the years 1982 to 1984. So that's a long time ago, and women were for sure not seen on job sites then. Um, but probably fast forward, after I had been in the industry as an owner, I bought a company in 1992 and was the owner of the company, fast forward maybe about 15 to 20 years into my career, I was literally out on a walk and listening to a book and thinking about leadership and thinking about impact and how I was living my life's mission, which is similar to what I heard Shannon say. It was really, you know, I really have a mission statement that's really to be a positive force for positive, be a, a powerful port force for positive change. And specifically for me, that relates into an industry that isn't very welcoming to women over historically. Um, and so I was on this walk and I remember walking and thinking and for some reason it just hit me. It just hit me that the reality is, is that I have thought for all of these years that just being there and being the person that they saw was going to make that change. And I'm not saying that it didn't make a change. I think it did make change, but I think the change is smaller and more incremental. And I realized that I was at a point in my life that I actually have some clout to be able to actually take that change and be more intentional about it. Because the reality is, is that if you look at the women in the trades today versus the women in the trades in 1982 to 1984 when I was working, there weren't, there aren't any more women generally out on bridge construction projects was where I spent my time. And so I realized that 
uh, probably my tenure in the industry put me in a position to really need to be more vocal and to put it out there. And so really DNI, the DNI initiatives of National AGC, um, not only was an assignment for me, but I think a calling in a lot of ways. Well, thank you so much for your leadership and just that vision and, but taking the steps to carry through on that yeah. is yeah, really yeah. amazing. Yeah. Your company, BX Civil and Construction, you're about to take the pledge. So I, I really am excited to hear your perspective and, and compared to what Shannon just shared, because they're pretty far down the road, Hensel mm -hmm. Phelps. What do you foresee uh, the impact on your company when you actually sign this pledge, the Culture of Care pledge? What I'm sure you're hopeful and optimistic about taking this next step. And, mm -hmm. and what do you what do you hope to see? We as a company, originally it was a fa small family-owned company, and we rebranded our company in 2011, and we did it as a part of strategic planning for our company. And if you, our name is BX Civil and Construction, and BX actually stands for Be Excellent, and it was really part of our part of our value statement as a company. And so when we took that drastic change to actually put our name out there and put it on the line and tell everybody what we stood for it made a really powerful, impactful change to the people in our org, not only in our organization, but outside of our organization. And so my hope is that this step of taking the pledge is that it's actually another step in that same kind of impactful direction, that it's really putting it out there and saying, hey, you know, I've done a lot of things and we as a company have do done a lot of things to be welcoming to diverse populations and to women in the industry. But let's really put it out there and make it very intentional so everybody knows that that's part of what we want to do and what we want to change. That's great. So it uh, seems like it kind of fits with the path yeah. that you were following anyway. Yeah. So, and that leads great into my next question because I want to ask each of you uh, if you could offer some advice to construction firms and let's think about firms that may have some limited resources. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to make this commitment and take the next step in diversity um, or being more inclusive, um, what advice would you offer to them? And when you answer this question, I, I think what you all who have been such a powerful force behind Culture of Care, you've really provided some incredible resources um, behind this program where you've got things available for yes, companies to yes, take advantage of. Yes. So I'm going to mention now the website, but I'll mention it again, oh, um, www.buildculture, all one word, dot org. Um, so when you're answering this question, if there's a specific resource or something that's on the website, which is now live, that you want to suggest that someone might want to take a look at, um, please feel free. Um, Pastor Willis, can you go ahead and start with that? What advice? Yeah, that was kind of get? my first uh, that I was going yeah, go to suggest. Go okay. to the website and yeah. see what the AGC is already doing, how they can assist smaller companies that may have limited resources, but also partner with other um, um, construction companies that may be doing it already and just see how, you know, what um, things that they did to implement. And when they took the pledge, I know certain things they had to kind of tweak or make work in their company um, to uh, to uh, work the pledge out because starting with the pledge is the first, mm -hmm. but then there's things within your company that you have to implement and so um, the smaller company kind of can grow and learn from those that have been at it for a little while and, you know, talk to their management or talk to their teams and see how 
um, how it was for them, um, because I believe it will work with every uh, contractor taking this pledge, because I know every contractor wants a safe um, a construction site. They want their employees to uh, feel respected and a part of what they're doing on the projects. And so I, I believe that once they see this and experience others that have taken the pledge, um, they would want to take the pledge too and continue in uh, the culture of care. Thank you. Shannon, having been through this and seen how your company went about implementation, what, it, what advice would you offer? I think it starts really easy. You know, sign the pledge, um, understand it, be thoughtful about it. Um, I think that the very first step is the easiest step and it's signing the pledge. I think that what needs to happen beyond that is being thoughtful and remaining diligent um, and keeping at the forefront of everything that you do so that you don't become complacent and fall back into old habits. Thanks, Shannon. So, Carrie, I'm sure you know forwards and backwards all the stuff that's on the website because you've been studying it and you're about mm -hmm. ready to sign the pledge. So uh, how would you answer this question? Um, kind of are you taking your own advice? I mean, what's on the website that you plan to use to help your company moving forward with this? Well, I think one of the things when you take the pledge, then all of a sudden you have this responsibility right, to make sure you do things. So there's tools, there's simple tools on the website, like hard hat stickers. So I would, I would like one of the things that I'm thinking that I will go back and challenge our safety director to really just make this part of the orientation, make right. sure of our onboarding process and give people that sticker and, and start the conversation. There's also some cool tools out there that I think are super easy to quickly implement. One of them that I like the best, honestly, is the toolbox talks because con mm -hmm. contractors generally use toolbox talks as a either daily or weekly process. So there's a way for us to immediately make this about safety because I mm -hmm. see culture of care as a safety initiative, yes. not only a, um, it's a safety and a workforce initiative, to be honest with you. That's the two areas because being safe doesn't all only mean being safe physically, but it means being safe psychologically on a job site. And so that is, you know, kind of new knowledge that's coming into the safety work. So I think that's something that I can I can easily do with our company. We're a small company and a lot of AGC contra contractors are small companies. Mm -hmm. um, we have about 130 employees um, that in and of itself, just it's not overwhelming. Honestly, if you really look at it, when you when you hear it and you think, okay, this is this big initiative and it's only an initiative that big companies can do. And that's really no diss to any of the big companies that are out there. But reality, these these resources are really simple resources. And some of the things it asks you to do is just look at your own company policies and make sure that the language is is fits the, the culture of care. And so it's, it's not difficult things, but it really needs to be things that you get committed to and it needs to be top down, but it also needs to be bottom up. So mm -hmm. it's kind of both, both ways is that I have to get committed as a company owner and get my management team committed and rallied around that. Um, but then we need to like, you know, you know, put our money where our mouth is and make sure that the frontline workforce also feels that same culture of care. Right. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Shannon, if I could circle back with you for a minute, I wanted to ask you what the reaction to the campaign has been among the owners in Washington state that you work with, because I know that's where this culture of care started. I imagine there are quite a few companies there that have taken the pledge and, and the commitment. Um, with your company and the owners that you work with, what, what has been the reaction? 
because it all really started with the contractors and with a kind of a simple pledge and saying, who's willing to take this pledge? And then you jump in and as it gains more and more momentum, I always figured that the contractors would be on board. What surprised me was the the willingness of our owner to be actively participating in it. I think it's it's really great because it makes a statement about their organizations and what they expect from their contractors. And it's even gone so far as I've been fortunate to participate with um, some clients in working on language to put in their contracts that reflect the culture of care initiatives um, in setting very tangible expectations for their contractors, which is a great movement. That's a really good idea. Like that idea. Thanks, Shannon. Pastor Willis and Carrie, I wanted to ask you, you've been here in Vegas talking to contractors uh, after you gave your presentation. And then Pastor Willis, you being in Washington State and helping um, for you know, the past several years on the rollout there. Uh, what has been the reaction to contractors who have been involved for some time in the program and then those um, who you've talked to who are thinking about taking the pledge? Um, the reaction has been uh, really, really positive. Um, and, and I was able to feel and hear the heart of the, the contractors and the workers um, when we rolled this out. Um, but r- the, the exciting and the awesome um, panel discussion today really affected a, a gentleman that he said he didn't realize the uh, importance of the culture of care uh, until really now, because 10 years ago, he was uh, was an individual that had a noose on the, one of the jobs he was on. And it was so tragic that he held the, uh, the noose with him for almost 10 years. And the only way that uh, the noose, he let go of the noose was his house burnt down. And he, he had pushed everything that he experienced on that job site down. And that's what happens is sometime when when it happens on a job on a job site, you feel you have no voice. So you push it down and you continue just to work through it. And he worked for a while, but he said it just got overwhelming to where he walked away from the industry. And so by being able to talk about it now, um, to hear others being involved in a part of this culture, he said it, it was just uh, overwhelming to him. And he started crying. In the while we were doing the panel. And so I, I believe that this is so uh, impactful mm-hmm. to uh, to the culture, to the contractors and to individual that it's just an overwhelming response of positivity around this. And so I'm just excited and even overwhelmed myself to see how an incident that happened to people with hearts coming together and trying to work it out for other individuals, how this rolled out to be the culture that cares. Wonderful to think about the positive change that it's yes. going to have on people's lives yes. looking forward. Yeah, Carrie, yeah. do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I honestly, I don't know as far as the impact piece, but I do know that today's session, people were impacted. I mean, mm-hmm. people came up to me and were like, I really had no idea what I was walking into in this session. And it's so powerful and was way more or way different than what I expected. So mm-hmm. I really just have high hopes for the program and, and really that this becomes a culture of AGC. One final question for all of you. I want to give you the opportunity to share um, what you would say to contractors who are on the fence about signing the pledge. Someone who may listen to this podcast and say, well, I'm, I'm still not sure. Right. Is there anything you'd, you, you would share to someone um, who's feeling that way? Pastor Willis, let's start with you. Well, as um, 
being a part of this, if someone was on the fence, I would just say um, talk to contractors that are a part of it to hear their heart first and what their experience is. And then um, maybe just take a uh, look at how your company is running already and if there's anything that they would think needs improving in their in their companies. And so with that, um, going to the toolbox or going to the website to see what's available to them. And then I believe they will make a, 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 a honest of, a choice on what they what they would want to do uh, to be a part of a culture of care. Just um, evaluating how their company is already running and what improvements that it can make uh, with the culture of care. That's, that's all I say. Thank you. Carrie, how about you? I would just actually more supplement the information. I think what Pastor said was exactly right. Um, I think the thing is, this is going to be an evolving effort too. So this is going to be an evolving effort. So we as AGC leaders will be developing more and more tools. So don't think of it as a contractor, as something that, oh, this is going to take all my time. This is really just really being human mm -hmm. and, um, and taking this on. And there will be more tools and more resources developed over time that we intend to be a resource for. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how this is going to be next yeah, year. I'm yeah. excited too. Okay. Yeah. Shannon, how about you? Do you anything you'd like to say to anybody who's on the fence? I guess I would just add that, you know, it it is the right thing to do. And and if somebody was was really struggling with it, I'd, I'd offer up three things. Um, diversity and empowerment drives better solutions. That creating consistency across our industry is going to help us help each other uniformly set and meet expectations for an inclusive environment and who doesn't want to create the best possible working environment for our employees. Great parting words. In fact, I think that came up at the session today. I forget who said it, but someone said, you're working so hard to get people in. You know, what do you do to, to make sure that they stay? What are you doing to make sure they stay? Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you all for, for sharing your your personal stories and, and your perspectives and your comments. It was very powerful. I really appreciated yeah, talking to you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Leah. Thank you. So I just want to say thank one, you. thank you, Shannon. I just want to say one more time um, where you go uh, to find out more about Culture of Care and to sign the pledge and to access all the campaign's resources, you want to visit www.buildculture.org. So thank you all for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast. Please subscribe to Constructor Cast from your podcast app or stream all available episodes right from your computer at www.agc.org/constructorcast.